Welcome to the For Fox Sake podcast, by the fans, for the fans. With all the news, views and discussion from two lifelong Leicester City supporters. It's your show, so get in contact, make yourselves heard, what's your opinion? The only Leicester City podcast that's by the fans, for the fans. This is For Fox Sake. Hello and welcome to For Fox Sake. My name's Pete Selby and alongside me in the depths of the King Power Stadium. So all the bits and bobs you can hear behind us, people walking in and out and getting their bags checked and all, all sorts. We are in, in, the, uh, in the chasm of the stadium here. The proverbial bowels of the stadium. Looking behind me, we've got a, a footstool, a stretcher, some coats. We're literally in a cupboard. It is a cupboard. It's a big cupboard, but uh, it's a cupboard nonetheless. And we're here because it's Leeds United in the cup, Wembley bound, Leicester City. Obviously, this is before the game, so <laughs> if we've lost... Forgive us if we make some bad predictions. <laughs> yeah, if we've lost, then that's just all my fault then. Um, so, yeah, it's been a funny old week, boring week. Nothing's really happened. Yeah, apart from the fact that we... Uh lost a manager, found uh, a way to win a football match and definitely won't be able to sign Adrian Silver until January. But apart from that, you know, steady old week. Yeah, that's the latest news really, the fact that we can't sign Silver and uh, that Leicester, well, we knew that originally, but that Leicester aren't going to appeal to the um, Court of Arbitration for Sports and uh, that Silver might actually do it himself because obviously they're stopping him from earning a living and uh, we'll see how that goes. I don't think it's going to go very well. Um and I posted out a, a tweet actually in saying about what I'd like now if Leicester aren't going to take this any further then um, I want them to basically come clean I want them to actually publish a timeline and evidence of what actually happened sit down in the press conference call a press conference what, who's going to turn up it's going to be uh, Sky Sports but local media that sort of thing um, Rob Dorsett you know, the sharp end all that sort of thing and Radio Leicester and sit down and someone at the club go right this happened at this time this is a bit of paper to prove it we sent this email and all documents off at this time this proves it and that's that's what we want we just want clear clarity exactly what happened and then all the fans can turn around and go okay it's a shame we didn't do it earlier but we are now on the side of Leicester and the people who run the club even though there are obviously big rumblings about obviously with Shakespeare going and the way the club's going and the director of football Rudkin and all that sort of thing but just come clean and own up to the fans now because it doesn't matter if you do because right? you, you're not going to appeal so do it and, and I think it would be a lot better and everyone would then understand what actually happened yeah I think it would be a good way to appease the fans that are no, no, I don't think anybody's questioning the way that the club's been run but we we discussed it on the previous podcast that there are or possibly are things happening behind the scenes that aren't necessarily contributing to this football club running 100% the way uh, other people would want it to or the fans looking from the outside they can't really see what goes on day to day so as you said Pete a bit of transparency a bit of here are the facts here's the timeline we did everything right just to... You know, the the owners are quick to give out free beers, give out free donuts to make the fans a bit happier, but, but they're not all going to be appeased by some free calories. They're going to be appeased by... Well, speak for yourself. Well, you know, I mean, if, if they want to give me a beer and a donut while I'm reading through this document that proves that they sent the silver deal on time, then fine. They may say argue that they've got nothing to prove that we should take them at their word, but I think a bit of transparency would go a long way to, to appease some of the supporters that are 
grumbling a touch about about what may or may not be happening behind the scenes. Yeah, it all adds up in the end, doesn't it? You know, and end of the day, on top of what happened with with Shakespeare, whether he went too soon, whether he was the right man for the job. The problem is when we did the podcast straight after he was sacked, we all thought, well, there's someone in the pipeline. Now you've got Everton without a manager at the time of recording. You've got West Ham, who in the next couple of weeks will be without a manager because he's a dead man walking. He even looks like a dead man walking. So there's, there's, they need to act now because there's three clubs of very similar size in the Premier League. And as much as we think Leicester is the best club and they've got the best recent history, a lot of money, unfortunately... The other two are quite attractive. One's in London with a brand new massive stadium and the other one's, you know, basically shelled out loads of money and, 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 and can do again. And they could build a brand new super stadium in, in Liverpool. It's an attractive club and there's names that we've been linked with on the continent who are then turned down Leicester and then now saying, oh, maybe Everton. So we might be the back of a three-man queue. Yeah, and that would that calls into question the timing and the haste with which Craig Shakespeare was sacked because we said um, if if there was nobody in the pipeline and there was no real guarantee of a timeline where a new manager would come in, then why not leave the man in charge who's done so much good for this club? Uh, and then it could work out in your favour, he could turn things around. Uh, but even if he doesn't, they can, and they, get, and they can just turn around and say, look, Shakespeare was was struggling. He's not the manager that we wanted him to be, or the results haven't proved themselves quickly enough. So here's a new manager. Let's unveil him. I know. I know. There's a few question marks over the morals and the ethics of that kind of thing. I, I recall Paolo Sosa being sat in the crowd uh, when Nigel Pearson was still Leicester manager. You know, there's there's a right and a wrong way to go about it, but. And we'll never know whether the owners actually had somebody lined up or not or were having preliminary conversations, that kind of thing. But now, they must have known that we'd be in direct competition with some club at some time because Everton haven't just all of a sudden become rubbish. They were on a downward spiral. West Ham under pressure. Both clubs that could very much poach the managers that we were trying to reach for. And as you say, Pete, the the big names that have seemingly either... um, ruled themselves out or had sort of murmurs that they're not really thinking that they're in contention for the Leicester job all of a sudden they're sort of perking their ears up managing London at the London Stadium with a brand new stadium you know infrastructure at the club manager at Everton who have got £150 million just been invested in the playing squad So are you saying that Ronald Koeman has inversely got Craig Shakespeare the sack by him being poor at Everton the Leicester owners have taken decisive action at the club to get rid of the manager to then try and get a new one in place before possibly the best targets will be taken by another club. No, I'm saying that... I am. Oh, you're saying that? Yeah. Okay. I, that, I, I've not thought of it that way until you didn't put it across, but you kind of uh, alluded to it in a, in a way. And yeah, I think that kind of makes sense. If you're Leicester owners and you're thinking, we don't want Shakespeare in charge, we respect what he's done, but we, we didn't want him in the first place. It's not going in the right direction. How long do we put off until we make the move? You look at what else is going on in the Premier League, look at who's available, and you look at Everton and go, wrong. Well, if, if we act now, Koeman may be sacked in the next two or three weeks, so we might be able to get our first target in, maybe it's Sean Dyche. Um, and then we can, uh, we'll can we get our man. Unfortunately for Leicester, they haven't got the man straight away. Koeman's now sacked. There's an open job at a club that's more attractive than Leicester. And also there might be another one down south. So it's a little bit of a mess. The one thing I think Leicester have got um, is they've got a, a decent boss at the moment. They've got a caretaker manager who's been uh, a manager in the lower leagues. And he seems to have the respect of the players. They played very well against Swansea. 
um, the likes of Mares coming back to a bit of form and uh, a goal for Mr Okazaki and all that sort of thing. But um, and we all we all know what happened at Swansea. This this is really not a podcast about that game. It was a good three points, much needed three points, but. Um, it kind of showed that if it does take three or four weeks to get a new manager in, make it last three or four weeks. Because I mean, funny, Claude Puel is odds-on favourites, and I've said before, and, and you, you know as, as well as I do, I'm, I'm in the game of betting. You know, that's my um, day-to-day uh, job, and I, it's the most, it, it, it's it's the market that fluctuates the most out of any sport ever. In, in, in the history in the history of betting, the managerial market, if someone comes into a shop, farts Sh- uh, Sean Dyche, the price will collapse. That's how <laughs> that's how delicate it is. So I will reiterate again: take with a little bit of pinch of salt the fact that a manager goes odds on. It is news. We're all looking at. I'm I'm looking at the Leicester managerial market every five minutes just to make sure what happens. It's interesting. It's news, but just hold fire but uh, Claude Powell I ain't being funny it doesn't fill me with a lot of confidence he turned up at Southampton he was a friend of Arsene Wenger um, they started okay if you look at the season on the whole they got to a, a, a cup final and they also finished eighth but they fell out with the players the fans they didn't play very good football it's not the inspired confident, uh, inspired signing that you would think that the owners of a football club who have spent a lot of money would make by taking such drastic action by sacking a guy who's been here for eight, uh, eight years for me I, uh, you said that you're not questioning the direction that the owners are taking us in or, or, or their decisions. Um, I, I am. Uh, you know, I, 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 they've, got every, they've got all the respect in the world for what's happened. But you look at the club right now in this actual second and go, where is the direction? Where, who was the targets? Who is the target? Because nothing's been announced yet. I, I also have in the back of my mind that no one thought of Ranieri and they brought him in. So it could be someone completely new. Completely new. You know, Pepe Mel just got sacked actually for Deportivo La Coruña on the um, on, on Sky Sports News before I came in here. So maybe, here we go. Yeah, exactly. Here we go. But uh, so it, it's, it, there's a lot of question marks surrounding the club. The one thing for sure, though, is that a number of players are playing well. Uh, Mares is back to some sort of form, and um, we're playing Leeds United tonight. And if we win, then we're in the fifth round of the Caravan Cup. Um, Caravan. Yeah, I've, I've got to give Le- League Cup, Pre- Worthington Cup. Worthington Rumbelows. Actually, we did this. Uh, we did this on air actually today at, uh, at w- w- job, and we, we were going through all the names of the uh, of the League Cup, and uh, and I came out with a few, and they were, <laughs> how do you know so many? I was like, because we got to the cup final so many times in the nineties, and they were like, oh. I was like, well, sorry, like you know, it's just how it is, isn't it? But um, just a fact, just a fact. Um, but uh, yeah, but Leeds United, they were a very strange side because they started like an absolute train, then they went off the rails. Um, and now they bounce back by winning 3-0, was it 3, at uh, Bristol City, who are playing well. So they're an in-and-out side. They do have a game on Friday. So um, I know there's been a few rumblings by Leeds fans, i.e. just one, my uncle, who also called it the Caravan Cup as well, so I can't claim any credit for that. Um, so they've got a game on the horizon. You've got the team sheets. Um, it's pretty much the side that we thought Leicester would play with the likes of Dragovic coming in. Standard four four two. Why change it for something like this when you've got? There's no real point. I understand completely why they're playing that that system. Gray coming in, Slamani and Iniacho. Um, I think Leicester Mercury do something now, which is quite good online, where you can uh, choose your Leicester side. And what they do, they take the most popular uh, side that's chosen and say this is what the fans think. And uh, it's pretty much this side. So um, it shows you that Leicester fans, I think. I've been completely on the ball and understand the situation. And um, obviously this is before the game. We'll do a, a little bit after the game. But uh, quite positive, really, for tonight. 
Yeah, I think so. I think the result of the weekend was a much-needed one, both in our current situation uh, in terms of the managerial merry-go-round, but also in terms of our league position. You know, it doesn't really mean an awful lot at this stage, but to get out of the relegation zone um, and get three points on the board ultimately, because let's be honest, with the start that we've had... 40 has to be the initial target now for whatever manager comes in Uh, not saying that we're going to spend the season battling against relegation get to 40 as early as you can and then see what we can do from there based on the run of results so so it it is just if you look at it so bluntly it's three points in the bag with a good performance as well and a good chance tonight to try and continue the momentum uh, but also for a few players that might not have been getting a look in under Shakespeare you know Damari Gray, a lot of people have been saying, give him a start, give him a start, give him a start. He's had a handful this season, if that. Chance tonight to prove themselves. Yes, it's a championship team, but it's a championship team that are back to winning ways, that are still uh, fourth, I believe, of the championship uh, as we speak. So it's a good chance for some players to prove themselves. Slamani scored a uh, brilliant goal in the last round. He starts Ping. up front. Yeah, he starts up front to lead the line for Leicester. Go out and prove yourself. Um Marty, will we ever see him start? Will we ever know what position that he's actually a specialist in in the league? Who knows? But another chance for him to say tonight, look, give, give me a game. He's, uh, he's, the, he's the best centre-back we've ever had. We'll never know, but he's uh, the best centre-back we've ever had. Well, he played there for Ghana regularly. Didn't, didn't he get in the African Combinations team of the <sighs> tournament or something at centre-back? But he's never been... Never been trusted there. Prove, prove a point. Yeah. Uh, I reckon Ahmed Musa to come off the bench and score the extra time winner, 3-2 Leicester. Have you been drinking? Not yet. Well, that, that's that's even more worrying than if you haven't been drinking and you come out with that. Um, extra time, I always think, yeah, extra time, plenty of goals tonight. Uh, let's see what happens. Uh, there's no pressure. Uh, I'd love to get to the fifth round. I'd love to get to Wembley. Why not go for it? As, as much as, obviously, we needed points in the league, but why not go for the cup? That's what the initial... Uh, kind of um, aims for the season was um, consolidate again in the Premier League but go for the Cups that's actually what what Top said before the season started Um, I think the way the season's looking I know teams like Burnley and Watford have had very good starts but I still think you've got 14 teams there who are all aiming to maybe get into the top 10 and on the same flip side they're, they're basically trying to avoid relegation as well so it's it's a table of 14 where will Leicester end who knows it could be an interesting game on Sunday though the fact that two teams haven't got a manager when was the last time that happened in the Premier League if uh, if ever but uh, do you know that? No I don't know the answer I was just going to say it's an interesting one because I would have backed us to beat Everton based on the result against Swansea and how they were struggling but the old new manager or no manager yeah. bounce back syndrome that's proved itself for us against Swansea at the weekend could could come back and haunt us then. Yeah, it's a bit of, a bit disappointing, really, that Koeman got uh, got sank when he did because I think he would have been definitely dead man walking on TV if some of the players had stopped playing for him. They would have realised that, look, it's on TV against Leicester. We would have been buoyed by the win and the crowd would have, of course, been behind us. And to be honest, you could only really see the one result on Sunday if Koeman was still in charge and that would have been a Leicester win. Now, who knows, David Unsworth who I think is a bit more than just a uh, caretaker manager. By all accounts, a very highly thought-of coach. Uh, we all know the player he was in his day. A fantastic pick in fancy football because he took penalties. And uh, But he's been at the under-23s. Uh, don't don't sh- sh- do that face. I know, I'm delighted with the, with the way that you think. I need to be a bit more savvy on fantasy football. I've had a nightmare start to the season. There you go. Don't, don't pick David Unsworth. He won't get any points this year. But uh, yeah, we'll see what happens tonight. 
Okay, you can hear the Leeds fans in the background there celebrating. I'm not entirely sure why, because they've been beaten by Leicester by three goals to one in uh, what turned out to be quite a decent game in the end. The first half started very dully, and Leicester couldn't really get into the game. And Leeds took a deserved lead. I'm not too sure what the goalkeeper were doing, whether the replays show that he wasn't sighted. But uh, a lovely goal by Iniacho, half time 1 1, and then second half when they brought on well, Mares one side. Gray the other side, two up fronts with uh, the big man Slamani and Iniacho. Maybe a, a sign of things to come, maybe replace one with Vardy. Is that the way forward for the Premier League, having those two? I don't think you can ever take Vardy out of the starting lineup, but I think the way forward, especially at home, especially against teams that we'd expect to beat, is to play two up top. We, have, we saw the best of Iniacho and the best of Slamani tonight because they had each other to work off. They were a front two. When Ian Acho's being asked to play number 10, he can't really do it. The only real man that we've got in the squad that can do that is Okazaki. If he's not playing, you've got to play two up top. Ian Acho was stretching the defence uh, in the channels. He was causing problems with his pace. He was he was hungry, he was busy, and, and he had quality at, at the end of it as well. Uh, let's bring in our, our co-commentator here at the King Power Stadium, Alex Cuthbert. Alex, uh, You've been wanting to get your, your gob on for fuck's sake for quite a while now, so uh, just give us uh, your overall thoughts on that on that as a performance. Yeah, I thought it was really strong, positives all over the pitch. Um, I'm really impressed with the, the effect that Ibora's having on the uh, team, trying to encourage them to play football every time that they are attempting to play out from difficult positions, a round of applause from Ibora every single time, and that's good to see, positives helping the team kind of grow into the mould of of a footballing side rather than just a kick and chase. But Amate, really strong at right-back today. You have to say he's going to be pushing Danny Simpson um, to uh, to start on Sunday. Uh, in regards to your chat about the, the front two, you'd have to say that's that will be the right right thing to go with at home, with having Okazaki, um, not Okazaki, Iheanacho and Vardy up there. But away from home, have the industrial work of Okazaki away from home to kind of grind out results um, so there's there's tinkering to be done but uh, good options for whoever comes in to take that seat so you're saying drop Okazaki hmm controversial after for home games for home games yes for home games but uh, no I, I do like the uh, I do like having Gray and Mares in the side I'll say one's on one one's on the other side they keep on swapping over more times than they have touched the ball but uh, I think Mares, you can see the confidence in the guy. He he wanted to get on the field for a start. He was warming up for an awful long time, and uh, and uh, I feel the Leeds lads having a bit of a go on the far side. Never mind. And um, yeah, there was. Uh, you could tell he wanted to get on, and then when he did, just full of confidence. I know they're playing against the Championship side in Leeds, but uh, took his goal very well. And uh, yes, uh, he's bursting with confidence. Looking forward to seeing him on Sunday against the uh, depleted, hopefully, Everton side. But uh, overall, one thing that's quite impressive, a complete full house at the King Power. Fourth round of the League Cup and against lower league opposition. And it's a complete sellout. I know they've bought quite a few of them. Uh, they've bought a good 3,500. But then again, it's a big day out. And looks like some of them want to carry on the day out, even though... Uh, the stadium is pretty much empty now but uh, yeah overall a good win took a while to get the game going but uh, overall good plus points I agree with you Alex about uh, Armati a tremendous performance I don't think he'll get in the team ahead of uh, Simpson as yet but a real a real positive uh 
cover, bit of cover for Armati, and, and, and a positive display. He didn't put a foot wrong really, and we've been saying many times with Fox Sake about having him at uh, centre half, and we've mentioned he's been in Team of the Year for the African Cup of Nations. But you could see him bringing the ball out of defence, um, and he, he just looked very confident and comfortable. But then again, a lot of players did today. It took him a while to get going. I like how Slomani he deserved his goal. He missed an absolute sitter, but uh, uh, even his overall performance was was better than it has been well, since he signed really yeah I was really impressed with Slomani's work rate um, and his touch today actually something that you have to say hasn't been great during his time here especially this season when he has been involved but uh, yeah his all round play today was brilliant and the fact that Mores wasn't on the pitch for the majority of that shows that he can do it with other players instead of just the Algerian connection his best mate yeah, it's exactly. like playground football between them two no, sometimes exactly. isn't it exactly exactly which is not necessarily a bad thing. No, I thought I thought he was I thought he was decent today, and he, he didn't have a lot to uh, uh, to live on really in, in terms of being fed the ball in the first half. But in the second half, he dropped deep, and a lot of people will say he did what we expect him and what we pay him to do. But he he went and did it. He he put himself about, and and the team really looked like they went for it, especially the second half. And uh, oh, I, I can I can let them off the first half an hour to be honest. Um, they did start slow. I'd be impressed quite with Leeds. Really, they kept the ball well. Didn't really threat an awful lot in terms of goal scoring chances. A few pot shots from distance, but um, I was quite impressed with them for the first half an hour or so. But uh, Leicester through to the fifth round now. So. Um, it could be a bit of an upset on the cards. Uh, looks like Arsenal are going to extra time as we speak, and Man City are still being held nil-nil. So, at the time that you listen to this, you'll obviously then know what happens there. So, our thoughts now turn to Sunday, back at the King Power, in front of the cameras. Super Sunday, Everton, the two uh, managerless sides, and uh, I'd expect Leicester really to probably keep the same formation, but maybe make one or two uh, changes to the side. I'd imagine that Morgan will come in for. Uh, Dragovic, the goalkeeper will obviously change I'd imagine Simpson will come back in um, the one thing that I, w- I would question it was a poor performance by Albrighton didn't have his crossing boots on and uh, I would think that uh, Appleton will be really thinking about if he is still the manager obviously uh, on Sunday, really thinking about playing Mares and Gray from the starts uh, and then having either obviously Vardy alongside another, whether it be Okazaki whether it be uh, Inyasho or even uh, Slimani up front because uh, I think uh, having those two out wide with Slimani that would be quite potent. The midfield Ibori will play, who will play alongside him I'd imagine indeed he will come back in his side but uh, do you think there's a chance that Albrighton will be dropped? There's every chance I think he obviously uh, we, we said on commentary uh, at the end of the game that he we can let him off with the odd uh, not bad game. He was still busy. He still got through his work. It just wasn't the quality of delivery that we've come to expect. But I think the amount that he's given to the cause over the last few years, I think we can forgive him the odd bad hour here and there, especially against an opposition like Leeds. Uh, just going back to the point about who who's going to play on, on Sunday, we could be sat here right now with some very negative problems at Leicester City. We could be sat here having seen the reserves put in a bad performance, having been knocked out by Leeds United. Maybe we, if we didn't pick up the, those three points against Swansea, we're managerless we're still languishing in the relegation zone, we're out of the League Cup, we've got not a lot to be positive about. Appleton's come in, whether it's his influence, whether it's the new manager's syndrome, whether it's just the fact that we would have beaten Swansea, whoever was in charge uh, I don't really know but the fact is we're sat here going there are now definitely 15-16 players who could quite easily drop into Leicester's starting eleven. And Appleton has some positive problems. Leicester have started to build a bit more momentum. They played with a lot of confidence tonight after the first 
positive problems all round and yes we still don't have a manager will we have a manager by Sunday probably not but ultimately we're in a, a decent place right now and I suppose the final word can go to you Alex as the wind just gets up a little bit of the king power uh, do you expect any changes uh, with the Leicester side that you would expect to be on the field namely being maybe Albrighton being rested with uh, with maybe Mares and Gray Payne yeah I'd like to see us kind of really attack Everton on Sunday and going with Gray and Mares, I think would be a really good thing to see uh, sometimes you could say we're not as attacking as we should be with the decisions that the managers make but as as Rob said uh, managerial headaches but good managerial headaches it's a, it's the stuff managers want to be um, questioned about is who's going to be playing because there's that many to select from um, so I think all in all I would like to see them go positive on Sunday go with go with Gray go with uh, Mares, and also play Vardy and Iheanacho together up front um, as a two um, and Iheanacho getting his goal tonight getting his assist tonight played really well hopefully on cloud nine but as you say Slimani played fantastically well as well so that's another option and it'll be interesting to see what decision is made Okay, well, Rob's done a runner basically. He's left us alone in the uh, in the commentary box at the King Parrot in, in the press zone, which is uh, rapidly diminishing. You've got a few uh, Mercury reporters, the LCFC radio boys are there, the uh, remnants of Radio Leicester are there as well, and a few journalists just typing away on the typewriters. Chap there on a betting site, so he's not doing his work. But uh, anyway, Leicester through to the fifth round of the League Cup. Well, I don't know when the draw is, it's obviously some time maybe. Maybe after the games tomorrow, I'd probably imagine. But uh, yes, Leicester through to the fifth round of the League Cup, and uh, well, marching on as the Leeds United fans were singing. But they're not marching on anywhere in the Carabao Cup. It's Leicester through to the fifth round, and uh, well, I don't think we'll have a podcast before the game on Sunday. But uh, don't know whether Rob's down actually for Sunday. We might do one. We could, we could do one here, couldn't we, Alex? We don't need Rob anymore. Rob's been pushed pushed aside <laughs> Rob now. Out. Rob Rob out. Is that <laughs> Rob out? Well, there was a banner on the far side saying uh, Rob out. <laughs> I didn't want to mention it to him. I didn't want to ruin his after the Rudkin out badder on uh, on uh, Saturday at Swansea. But uh, okay, that's it from us. Hopefully, you enjoyed this podcast. Once again, you know where to get hold of us at FFS Pod on Twitter, on uh, Facebook. Obviously, you just type in for Fox Eight Podcast, and you can find us all there. And also, you can email us for Fox Eight Podcast at gmail dot com. Just seen a replay of Mares's goal. Just uh, remind you what a quality player is, skipping past players from the left and. Just a, a calm side footed left foot finish into the far post. So, from a windy King Power, that's I don't think there's any fans left now. It's just as lots, and the stewards are doing their bit by checking all the seats, etc. And we'll be back here on Sunday. Hopefully, you're either at the King Power or watching wherever you are around the world. Get in contact with us, let us know if you uh, would play the two Gray and Mares with the two defensive fullbacks in behind. I think it's probably the way to go at home against Everton. Let's attack them, let's beat them. And as always, up the city.